Peace be with you. I would like to start the sermon this morning by telling a story I recently read. In Canada, in a rural farming community, a young child went missing. All the neighbors came together and unified in looking for that child. It was fall, freezing temperature, and they were very concerned for the child. They looked and looked and looked and they couldn't find the child. Then they converged on this wheat field to look for the child. Somebody had an idea. Let's make a line from one end of the field to the other. Let us hold hand and walk on a line through the field. And as they, as they were walking, suddenly somebody yelled, I found him. Unfortunately, they found the child too late. Hyperthermia had set in and the child had passed. And somebody said, why did we not try looking in a line holding hands before? We wasted so much time. I think likewise, we will notice as a body of believers that sometimes we'll look back and say, why did we not work, worship, serve God more unified? If you need financial information, you go to the expert. I call my financial advisor. If you need information about your health, you go to the doctor. I just had my annual physical examination. And my doctor, after examining the test that I took, was able to give me a full picture how my health is. If you need information about a car, you go to the mechanic. If I buy a used car, I always take to my mechanic. And almost like a doctor, he hooks up some wires to the engine, looks over the car, and he says, Bob, do not get this one. The engine block is scrapped. I didn't know. I couldn't tell. But the expert could. If you need information, feedback, evaluation about your appearance, you go to the barber, you go to the beauty salon, and they'll suggest something that'll make you look better. Well, if you need any information, feedback, and evaluation about our spiritual condition, we go to Dr. Jesus. We go to the Word of God. And there we can get and hear how we are doing. In a recent survey of 2,500 congregations in the U.S., more than half of the members said they did not believe the church was spiritual, spiritually vital. They did not believe the church was spiritually vital. This was research was done by the Peel, Peel Research Center. 
they found that 35 million Americans who seldom pray or darken the door of the church have started praying since this March, this last year, when COVID and the pandemic started. Almost half of all Americans, 44%, have no idea where they'll go when they die. But only 2% believe they'll go to hell. A person attending every service in an evangelical church for two months straight would have less than a 10% chance of hearing a phrase that included the words hell, redemption, salvation. Two of the most or three of the most distinctive words in the gospel message. Only 8% of regular church attenders believe that sharing their faith is very important. 69% of churchgoers believe that everyone will go to heaven. Practically two-thirds of the people believe that everyone will go to heaven. Now we know that God is not willing that any should perish, but people need to hear that the invitation is there, whoever, so will, whoever will may come, but they must make a decision towards the Savior. Well today, we're going to ask the Word of God that admonishes teaches us, encourages us about there is one body, one spirit, and one hope. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, says, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, says, As a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is, there is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Midland Reformed Church. God calls us to be a church that's unified, that is in unity. Now you think of the word unity, and uh, unity and union is not the same. You can get two cats, and uh, I love pets, we have pets, but this illustration brings the point across. 
If you tie two cats by their tail, they're together, but there is no unity as you're going different direction. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of heaven, of hell, will not prevail against it. I will build my church and the gates of hell, the enemy, Satan, will not prevail, will not have victory of God's plan to build a church and carry out his message throughout the globe. He asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter responded, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And he said, based on your statement, on him, the rock, the foundation, I will build my church. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus said, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the earth. Saints, remember, God is not man that he should lie. Hebrews says, do not forsake the assembly of yourselves together as some are in the habit of doing. Do not forsake the assembly of yourselves together because we have a mission. We're in it with God, unified as a church to build and carry on his mission to take the gospel to the world. When Christ who is our life, when Christ who is our life shall appear, we also will appear with him in glory. That's our hope. That's our hope. God made us differently. We're different emotionally, we're different physically, we're different spiritually, that's why he says in Romans 15, 7, you and I should accept one another as Christ has accepted us in order to bring praise to God. Before he was arrested, Christ prayed to God and he said that they may be one as you and I are one. Unity unified as a church. Different, but a people who are accepting one of the other. A people who is patient. A people who is humble. Who is gentle. Now, humble does not mean that we think less of ourselves. But it says, and it means, that we think of ourselves a little less and of others a little more. The Bible says that we need to go to God when we have disappointment. 
Psalms 136. Psalms 136. Please today, when you go home, read it. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. We have a God who is a God that redoes second chance. Yesterday, I had the privilege of officiating a wedding. Two Christian, two believers that were redoing, renewing their lives. God is a God of second chance. Of their sins I remember no more. If God can be patient, long-suffering toward us, let's be that way one towards the other. Trust God instead of feelings. Trust God instead of feelings. If God says we should be patient, humble, think of others more highly than we think of ourselves. Be thankful, God. You cannot be thankful and be envious, be hateful. You cannot be thankful and be discouraged. Trust God. Go by His word instead of feelings. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. Our feelings deceives us. Not only that, but it's not righteous. Our feelings can be wicked. God does not lie. Listen to him, the expert. Ask God for directions. God created with created us for a relationship. He's interested in guiding us, walking along with us. Anyone who lacks wisdom, James says, let him, let her ask God. Ask him in faith, not doubting. You know, trust in God. Trust in God. When I became a pastor, it was very difficult for me when I would pray for someone who was sick and that person did not get better. And for the first years of pastor, I struggled. Then I came to the realization of something we say so commonly. And I would always say, God is good. No matter what happens in my life, no matter what circumstances, I will always start by saying, God is good. God is love. God is life. God is gracious. I may not understand, but I will trust Him. A man was walking through a mountain when some robbers started chasing him. And he started running and the robbers are following him. And he went in a cave. Way deep inside the cave he prayed, God, I trust you. Deliver me from these robbers. And on the entrance of the cave, please build miraculously a wall. God, build a wall, please. And then he heard the voice of the robbers approaching the entrance to the cave. And they said, oh, he's not in there. Can't you see? There was a spider web in the entrance of the cave, and nobody has gone inside the cave. He was praying for a wall, 
and God answered with an almost invisible spider web. Trust God. Trust God. Romans 12, another great passage that talked to us about love. How we should get along one with the other. Let Jesus be your example. I will build the church, said Jesus. I will build the church. The Lord, the one who created the universe, the one only his word, the world came to be. He has authority. I will. He gave his word. All authority, he said, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. He can say with authority, recruit, call, and send us. You have been called to join this group of believers in Midland. Not only Midland, but at Reformed Church. God has called you. He has saved you. And he has a mission for you. He's in the process of building his church. His work is to save and to seek the lost. He wants you and I to remember there is a lost coin. There is a lost sheep. There is a lost son. Out there that we need to share the word now you say, how do we share? How do people here feel God's love? The world will know by seeing our love amongst ourselves. Unity. I have a friend. He's very well to do. We meet once a week for a Bible study. A few years back, he wrote a check for $600,000 to pay the church mortgage. He's very generous well to do. Last month he went to dinner with his wife and they were talking in a restaurant and he told us that when he asked for the bill the waitress said two ladies were sitting at the table across from you and they asked to pay your bill and they said to tell you it is a gift and a demonstration of God's love. They had no idea where it was. They didn't know these folks, but they left an impression by sharing an act of love, of kindness. Only his blood. There is no other way, no other name by which we may be saved. He is the foundation. He is the chief cornerstone. He is the bridegroom. Now, saints, in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, John is on an island, he's in prison, and God appears to him and asks him to write a letter to the churches. And he writes a letter to the church in Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Revelation 2 and 3. God writes a letter to the churches. He calls them by name. All these cities are in western Turkey 
and I had the privilege of visiting some of these cities. But to the Church of Ephesus, the book we read today, God says, I know your works. I know of your patience. He says, I know that you are a church that have tested and not accepted false prophets. He said, but I have something against you. You lost your first love. He compliments. He let him know that he's aware. So Midland, I have news for you. God knows you. God knows Midland Reformed Church. And he says the flood this year allowed you to jump in and help with housing, clean up, demudding, hauling out, cleaning basements, and just plain give emotional support. This effort is still continue in Midland Reformed. I know. He would say to you today, I know that you're faithful teaching my word. From the pulpit for nearly 60 years. And I know that you are a group who bathe your ministry with prayer. God would say to you, we have been, I know you have been, a support for young lives. The young unmarried girls and their babies. And bridges of hope. The support you do and give to single parents. You give financial help. You give of your time. And I know you have done that for many years. God would say to you, Midland Reformed Church, I know that you have a group of faithful men who go into the prison in St. Louis with the Kirk's ministry to support them in spreading the good news of Christ and His redemptive power. I know. I know Midland Reformed Church that you have half your congregation involved in home-based oasis groups together where you can share. I know. I will build my church. Remember, we have one faith. We have one hope. The hope that Christ with our glory shall, when He appears, we shall appear with Him in glory. One faith, one Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God who has sealed us. What a great, great truth to have. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May you each day you wake up this week, say thank you Lord for another night, thank you for another day, may your name be praised, use me to be a blessing to someone today. Love you, God bless you.